This is On The Radar, coming at you with episode episode 198, and as always, we talk about local and national sports and pop culture, and it's always me, Radar. Let's get to the news. If those who've been paying attention, there was a search months ago for actor Julian Sands, and ever, people that didn't know this much about Julian Sands was he was a dedicated mountaineer. So he just go hiking and mount, like on mountain trails and all this other stuff. And he lived in LA, of course, like a lot of actors do. And he went down in January. He disappeared, and there was all these storms after he went missing. And they found like his car one day, and then his children were looking for him. Then they got some more experienced people to look for him, and they found where his cell phone was last pinging, January 15th. But obviously, ran out of power. So he flash forward to six months later. They said they would resume it. So, obviously, they had all these professional people looking for him. And, yeah, that was what it was. So, obviously, five months later, I don't know why I said six months, five months. They, As I said, they updated that. There were more than 80 search and rescue members looking into the area to look for him. And, in general, they have eight official search missions to finding him. Over 500 volunteer search hours. So unfortunately, on June 24th, human remains were found by hikers in the area where Sands disappeared. So it's very sad that he's officially passed away, as they were identified on the 27th by like a, you know, official people that work into that, you know, professional. And it's just sad because this guy was a very good actor, and people know him from A Room with a View, Killing Fields, Warlock. Arachnophobia, Naked Lunch, Boxing Alina, Leaving Las Vegas, Medallion. I remember in Ocean's 13, Girl the Dragon Tattoo. He was in 24 as Vladimir Bureko, and I remember him as Jorel in Smallville. And he voiced Valmon in the Jackie Chan Adventure. So, sad day to officially know that he's no longer with us. And um, the last TV show he said he was in was called Into the Dark, and the last movie that he filmed was Seneca on the creation of earthquakes. He was also in two episodes of Gotham that I obviously, I've watched every episode of Gotham. He was in the episode of Stargate SG-1, and that's one of my favorite shows of all time. So rest in peace to Julian Sands officially. And a really sad story that has to do with sports more than anything is Ryan Mallett, the former Patriots, Texans, and Ravens quarterback, who recently became an, a, a head coach at Whitehall High School in Arkansas after being an assistant, was a former third-round pick of the Patriots, 74th overall pick. He had passed away due, because of drowning. He drowned just on the other day, June 27th. He, in college, was an AC. A, he was a two-time All-SEC championship, you know, excuse me, All-Team SEC. He was an AFC champion in 2011 when, obviously, he played for the Patriots as a backup. Won Premier College Football Player of the Year, Liberty Bowl Offensive MVP, and SEC Offensive Player of the Year as well. Playing at Arkansas and at Michigan. And he really was getting his life together after he had a DUI back in 2019 and, obviously, going into coaching. But they said that he was... Um, Stuck on a sandbar and drowned all the time to make it back to land. So rest in peace to Ryan Mallett. Really sad to lose someone, especially someone pretty young at age 35. 
Rest in peace to Lou Palter, the American stage tale television actor who was known for playing Istor Strauss in the Titanic film. And just as Benjamin Halpern in the first Monday in October. So they're pretty big roles for someone to be in. He passed away age of 94. Rest in peace to Nicholas Co-Star, the actor known for daytime drama and character actor on television shows like Wonder Woman, Buck Rogers, and the 25th Century, T.D. Hooker, and Star Trek The Next Generation. He passed away age of 89. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to David Borman, the American news executive. He worked in both television, cable, and news, news media, internet, Convergent Consulting, dozen programs at ABC, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, and Tech 7. He was the former president of Current TV as well. He passed away age of 69. Rest in peace of Frederick Forrest, an actor known for When Legends Die, where he received a nomination for a Golden Globe. He obviously wanted to receive a Canon Golden Globe nominations for the movie The Rose. He was in Apocalypse Now, Conversation One from Art, Ham, Hammett. Tucker, The Man of His Dreams, Missouri Breaks, The Two Jakes, Falling Down, 21 Drum Street, Lonesome Dove, and Died. Kinder, he passed away at age 86. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Sheldon Harnick, the lyricist and songwriter best known for collaborations with composer Jerry Brock on musicals, Fairlow and Fiddler on the Roof, and being Jewish. This guy being Jewish, it's a little sad to lose someone who created such a great musical and Fiddler on the Roof. So rest in peace, he passed away at age 99, lived a full life. Rest in peace to baseball pitcher Bob Bolin, who played over 13 seasons for the Giants, the Brewers, and Red Sox, and in the Giants Hall of Fame, finished with an 88-75 and 75 win record, 340 array, and 1,175 strikeouts. He passed away at the age of 84. Rest in peace to him. And rest in peace to Clark Haggins, 46-year-old, was a former Steelers, Cardinals, and Niners outside linebacker, was a fifth-round pick in 2000, won the Super Bowl, obviously, with with the teams that he was on. He won Super Bowl XL with the Steelers. Was a first-team All-Mountain West player and is in the Colorado State University Athletics Hall of Fame. Rest in peace to him. And now let's get to some news. Congratulations to this year's Hockey Hall of Fame class. Tom Brassaru, Ken Hitchcock, Pierre LaCroix, Henrik Lundqvist, Carolyn Outlet, Pierre Tergeron, and Mike Vernon. What's interesting is, years ago, pre-pandemic, I looked over my ex-neighbor's cards and a former member of my synagogue's hockey cards, and they had hundreds and hundreds of hockey cards that were never opened in the packs or the boxes, and I literally was like, okay, these guys are in the Hall of Fame, but my hockey knowledge is not as good as other sports. And I'm 99% sure that there was lots of Tom Bersaru and Mike Vernon hockey cards. Henrik Lundqvist is more of a recent player that retired a few years back, and they're like, let's get this guy in because he's a legend. I know Ken Hitchcock because I remember watching hockey games where he coached. So congratulations to this year's Hockey Hall of Fame class. And um, so I can I can admit as someone who's not the biggest hockey knowledgeable player, prosecutor has now officially dismissed the disemeanor assault charge against Devontae Adams. Remember when he shoved the video production crew member in Arrowhead last October, and it considered a closed case under Missouri law. 
the man filed it against, obviously, Adams, the Raiders, the Chiefs, and many other people. Because he said, I feared his, he feared his life in the immediate aftermath and suffered whiplash and a concussion. He also said he was targeted online. So, well, Devontae Adams has been cleared of that. The Bill currently have 63,000 season ticket holders for their new stadium, but they're only expected to have 60. So that will at least be 3,000 season ticket holder members and possibly more if the team wants to retain tickets for individual games. will be frozen out for new venue open when the new venue opens. So they're really screwing their fans who have season tickets because they just can't have enough room for them to have enough seats. And the Blackhawks have made a trade. They've acquired Taylor Hall and Nick Flagino for Ian Mitchell and Alec Regula. The Blackhawks are picking up a pretty pretty good amount of players on their team. As Taylor Hall was a one-time All-Star and... Uh, Heart Trophy winner, like, come on, when you win a Heart Trophy and you made the All-Star team, that's pretty. That's a pretty good move for them, because the Blackhawks don't have a lot of talent, because Keith and Seabrook, not on the team anymore, no longer have a good goalie, and, like, Seth Jones is a pretty good player, but he's not, like, the greatest guy in the NHL, like, he was the, rep he's been, like, the representative, the Brinkat, you know, at one point was their best player, but yeah, they definitely improved their team more than anybody, and more than you think they can going into this season, so that's pretty good, and obviously they traded Patrick Keynes, they cut ties with Jonathan Taves, so for them, this is a good move, and with the NHL draft coming up tonight, the new era will come in with obviously with a kind of Bedard and um, they also have an, a bunch of first-round picks this year. So uh, they have another first-round pick and a bunch of other NHL draft picks this year. So it's going to definitely improve their team. The Portland Trailblazers have announced that their official G League affiliate will be called the Rip City Remix. They said the team name and brand will affect the city of Portland community and culture and draws on the inspiration of remixing what is already amazing to enhance, innovate, and transform it to something extraordinary. You know, Rip City is another name for Portland, so it's interesting that they're doing that. And yeah, that's cool to have actually some creativity and trying to figure actually out instead of like the Bulls be called the Windy City Bull when their name is already the Bulls. Like it's not a lot of uh, ingenuity for the Bulls, but for them, good idea for Portland. The WNBA announced All Stars in and in, in yeah sorry Inke, Nike and Gamoke you know again always bad at pronouncing the the Gamoke sisters name Brittany Griner good to see her back playing in the WNBA this year Chelsea Gray Brianna Stewart obviously because she's obviously one of the best players and is captain Arike Ngwalawe is one of the best scorers Satu Sabuli. Aliyah Boston, Asia Wilson is the captain of the other team, Jewel Lloyd, local local product, Gold Mamba, Jackie Young. So there's not a lot of qualms with who the WNA All-Stars All -Stars are this year. And the Lions announced they have new helmets. As you look on the internet, 
like for all like to wear different days it's got like a blue helmet with two slashes and then a lion that looks really weird and skinny they're like it symbolized the future of the shell cover before worn in the nfl never worn it will be only worn with the alternate gray uniform to celebrate their 90th season it's a tribute to the club's heritage okay the majette face mask is a lion signature detroit gray so yeah it's all right it's not amazing but it, it, it is what it is for them trying to have a different helmet And before the draft, the Lakers did trade their 47th pick and cashed Indiana for the 40th pick. So the Lakers in that draft got this, had the 17th and the 40th on the board. And the Pacers had four picks, 7, 26, 47, and 55 before the draft started. So the Lakers made a little draft trade move. LeBron James, as they have announced someone, obviously there's some weird people that know all these things about athletes. They said he demolished his 37 million Beverly Hills mansion and will be building his dream home. So it looks like he's not leaving L.A. for a while. That's the type of dream home that he wants to have. And some person has suggested the NBA should introduce the way off. That the team with the 4-4 records in the regular season would play each other in an elimination game in a neutral site. I like that idea. And that the two matchups would, determine, would be determined a live draw. And that the winning team from each matchup would then face off in their little final where the winner obviously gets the first pick and the loser gets the second pick. The losing teams from each matchup would then also face each other, and the winner of that one would get the third, and then the guy that loses both games would be the fourth one. So I feel like that's a pretty good strategy. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but yes. During the draft, Sacramento Kings traded Rashawn Holmes and the 24th pick for the, the 24th uh to the Mavericks, which was the player named Olivier Max Saint Prosper. So the Mavericks get themselves a pretty good, useful big man role player. It doesn't obviously solve a lot of the Mavericks' problems, but that's an interesting trade for them because they also made an interesting trade where I I, I will never understand this because I was moving stuff in when the NBA draft happened because the Bulls didn't have a first-round pick. That they had the 10th pick in the draft, after they sat Kyrie and Luka Dantich out towards the end of the season. So they, you know, didn't make the playoffs and they had a better chance in the draft lottery and they got the 10th pick in general with all these moves that they would draft this Cason Wallace guy and then trade Davis Burton, who's a stretch forward, can shoot three better than a lot of people in the NBA at his height, for the 12th pick. It's obviously because they wanted to save money by losing the $22 million guaranteed him, but... Who moves down and trades a useful piece that can shoot threes off the corner or anywhere? Like if you pass him the ball, Luca gives him it a spot up three. You know, off you know off a pass. Like it doesn't make much sense except for money. And I was like, come on, you're Mark Cuban. You have a lot of money. I'd rather have Davies Burton and the potential talent of the 10th pick than the 12th pick because the Thunder don't need more picks. And an interesting thing was the Pacers selected. Belai Kalabi with the seventh pick, and then said, you know what, we're going to just trade him to Washington for the eighth pick. Washington was like, well, you can have two second-round picks, Indiana, so we can have this Belai Kalabi dude. But, you know, that's where it's like, where, okay, so the Wizards were like, we really wanted this Belai dude, but we had the eighth pick, so we're just going to move up one and give you two draft picks 
and you, Indiana, can have Jairus Walker. I just don't understand trading from the, the pick right above you and giving two second-round picks just to swap spots. It's like, if Indiana really wanted Jairus Walker, they should have just drafted him in the first place. So, obviously, if the Wizards really wanted to have the Balabi dude, they, then that's the only reason. But it still just makes no sense to do that sort of trade, one like swapping them. And then the Celtics did draft a guy named Marcus Sasser, the 25 pick, but they then traded to Detroit for the 31st pick and feature second-round pick. That makes sense because when you're Celtics, I mean, when you're the Pistons and you wanted this this guy, but then the Celtics drafted him later on in the draft and you just wanted to have him, you're like, okay, you can have a 31st pick and feature second-round picks. That one makes sense because that's a position in the draft that you're not in. While the Knicks have signed Jacob Toppin to a two-way contract, he's the younger brother of Obi Toppin, and he also went to, and he went to Kentucky. While the Orlando Magic are giving 7'3", 20-year-old Kai Soto an invitation to play in the Summer League, if he makes the league, he'll become the first full-blooded Filipino ever make the NBA, so congratulations to him. The Washington Wizards, with all the trades they've made recently, have gotten zero first-round picks back in any of these trades. I thought it was an interesting um, stat there. And the other day, there was supposed to be this massive NBA trade that would have sent Porzingis to Boston and, you know, future conversation and Marcus Morris and all these other guys to the Wizards, and the Clippers would have got Brogdon. That didn't go through due to the medical records of Brogdon, which is not good. For the Celtics, if he's got to have some injury problem. So that trade didn't happen. But what did happen instead was the Celtics still got Chris Porzingis, but somehow they got two first-round picks plus Porzingis. The Celtics are a playoff team. I don't know where these first-round picks, if they came from Memphis or Washington, how they're really going to help them going forward. So those obviously are things they could trade. But the Wizards get Tyus Jones, who when John Morant missed time, the last two seasons with injury and his suspension and his other suspension we talked about last week, he played really well in those minutes at the starting point guard. So Wizards get a young guard in Tyus Jones. If Danilo Gallinari is healthy, at the deadline, the Wizards can flip him because we all know they're not trying to win with the Bradley Beal trade and the Roy Atchamore trade and all this other stuff. Now with the Przingis trade, that Danilo Gallinari will be a useful piece for a playoff team needing a stretch four. And Mike Muscala also is like a stretch four five. They can always flip as well. And they got in this year's draft the 35th overall. Memphis getting Marcus Smart helps them to have a grown-up and a leader in the locker room. Because a lot of these teams that are drafting 18, 19, 20 to 22-year-olds, there's no veterans on this team. NBA players, like their careers seem to start dying after 32 unless they're like all-time greats. And we don't have all these veterans in the locker room. Having Marcus Smart will help this team out. He's not the, the scorer or the facilitator that John Morant can be, but having him in the locker room over Dylan Brooks is a tough guy, great all-around NBA you know, defensive player. That's going to solve a lot of the issues maybe that Memphis has had with leadership issues, and I think it's going to help John Morant to be around a guy like Marcus Smart who actually is a real tough guy. He's not just flashing guns and all this other stuff and getting into trouble, threatening children and security guards, you name it. I just don't get why Boston thought, you know what? I know Robert Williams is never healthy, and Al Horford's old, and Gallinari would come back off an injury, and Muscala's just a backup. 
But Marcus Smart may not be the point guard. That's why you got Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. He may not be the scorer you want him to be, but that's fine. He's the heart and soul of this team. He's the leader. He's the the, the leader on defense, the leader as a whole in the clubhouse. So it's kind of taking the heart out of your team. That's where it is. I like Przingis. He was Wembyama back in the day. Seven-footer you can shoot and facilitate and handle the ball. But the dude has never been healthy. The Knicks gave up on him too early. It didn't work out with Luka Dantage, and it didn't work out of Washington. So he's been, he's not been on multiple teams, Boston, and he's always hasn't been healthy. He's not a rim protector, and he's not a rebounder. So I don't understand how that really improves your team in general. Like It just it does not. It's just another player who's just a tall wing player to go with Tatum and Brown who's going to want the ball and want the score, and there's going to be really no rhyme or reason for it. So it improves their team offensively, but defensively it doesn't. It doesn't improve them rebounding-wise. or de- It just it does not help out. So obviously Boston gets better offensively, and Washington just continues to pick up assets. Assets, excuse me. But yeah, I just don't understand that trade. And then the Wizards, if you remember, they traded Chris Paul for Bradley Beal. Well, the Wizards are receiving a first-round pick in 2030, which obviously at that point maybe the the Warriors will be bad, so they could have used that 2030 pick. But again, a second-round pick in 2007 doesn't do anything. But they traded Jordan Poole to the the Wizards four straight up for Chris Paul. I thought they would have got more for Jordan Poole because when Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and others missed time in the past couple of years, the dude stood up and could average like 20 points a game. Obviously, the whole issue with Draymond Green and punching the locker room, the clubhouse, like in general, wasn't the same. And he wasn't the same player in the playoffs. But he's really young. And the only reason is to trade him is because of clubhouse, you know, culture. And he's making a lot of money and it's not working out. But there's... The, Wiz, the, the Golden State doesn't have a lot of size. Draymond Green is not even the size of a regular small forward. He's the size of a shooting guard playing power forward. They don't have a lot of front court depth. And Chris Paul's again, another aging veteran at, at this point. Well, he'll, he'll obviously give Steph Curry, you know, you know, if he misses a week or so or a couple of games, some time off. It also will mean Steph Curry can play off the ball because he's one of the best three-point shooters and Chris Paul can facilitate. But there's no pick-and-roll players on this team. And the Warriors played a fast pace. So it most likely would be Chris Paul would have to play with the second unit a lot for them to do a slow-paced game and do the pick and roll because it just doesn't make the most sense. But again, if it's going to help Steph Curry, that's a good move. okay? And Chris Paul is a good three-point shooter. So I just see it as that it to be an okay move, but it's not the greatest move in the world. I just thought they could have maybe got more back for Jordan Poole. But Washington having Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole, that's a really, really, really good uh, team, you know, building right there. In the NBA draft, there was no surprises that Victor Wembyama went first. The weird surprise was that instead of drafting the best player, which a lot of people saw as Koo Henderson in the G League, was is that the Hornets took Brandon Miller because they already have Lamelo Ball. Okay. Rockets took Eamon Thompson. Again, they're just a team full of young guys. Pistons took a short Thompson. Again, a team full of young guys. Anthony Black went to Orlando. Team full of young guys. And we talked about the Pacers and Wizards trade. Jazz took Taylor Hendricks. We talked about the Mavericks trading their pick. The Magic also had the pick because the Bulls had a second first-round pick, Jet Howard. And we all talked about the Thunder swapping with OKC, the Derek Lively. And Toronto took this Grady Dick. I know that's his name. New Orleans took Jordan Hawkins. Atlanta Hawks to Kobe Bufkin. Again, the pack that Kobe Bryant, the people naming their kid and spelling it like that. 
Jazz took this Keontae George. Lakers took Jalen Hu Schofield. Miami took James Jacques Jr. Golden State took this Brandon Potomiski, and there, and people a lot of thinking that he's similar to Clay, so that's good. Rockets again, not going anywhere, so they had multiple picks. This Cam Whitmore, the Nets, who we all thought had like no first round picks, but with all the trades recently of Harden, Durant, and and Kyrie, they got all these first round picks. And they had back to back with Noel Clowney and Derek Whitehead. Portland got Chris Murray, Kings got Oliver McZenny Proper, we mentioned. You know, they, excuse me, they like traded him with the Rashawn Holmes trade and stuff. Excuse me. Memphis got Marcus Sasser. The Pacers, as I said, had so many first round picks. They got Ben Shepard and Julian Starworth. The Hornets got a second pick in the draft first round of Nick Smith Jr., Bryce Senska, and Kobe Brown went to the Clippers as Bryce Allen went to Utah. Second round draft recovered. You can check out NBA.com for that. Got to get to some more news here. The Bills have promoted Eric Washington to assistant head coach, defensive line coach. Congratulations to him. Bad news for the Jets. Safety Chuck Clark is out for the ACL. There was supposed to be a TV show about a California deaf school football team, but that's not happening, obviously, with the writer's strike. Aaron Rodgers wants psychedelics to be legalized. This dude is just, I don't know what he's been on the last four to five years. Just focus on being a quarterback. Do whatever you want in your own time. The Bills, though, have extended Brandon, GM, Brandon being the GM and Sean McDermott through 2027. The Bills haven't won a Super Bowl, and now the Bengals are more of a of a threat to them than the Chiefs, because the Chiefs will probably have the top record again. But they're just like, our head coach has been good, our GM has been good. Let's just keep it going. Ryan Pace, though, got promoted to director of player personnel with the Atlanta Falcon. Bear, sorry, Bears fans, he seems to be like doing well with Atlanta. I don't know, Atlanta's not really going anywhere, but that's what they're doing. Chris Middleton officially became a free agent, so I don't know if the Bucks are going to resign him or where he's going to go. That's going to be interesting. Lonzo Ball was officially ruled out for next season, and we've already known that. The Bulls need to just sign a point guard. I love Alex Caruso, Io, and Kobe White are good young players, but the Bulls don't have a real point guard. Caruso's a combo guard defender, Io's a combo guard, Kobe White's a shooter. They need a real point guard. Paulo Boncharo was announced he's going to play for Team USA. Cool for him. Scoot Anderson's going to wear double zero. I remember when Portland had Ennis Freedom Canter, and he wore double zero at the same time with Lillard, but again, it's stupid to have a zero and a double zero, and that's all I'm going to say there. Brianna Jones is out for the year, rupturing her Achilles. Uh, that's bad news for them because she's a really good player for that team. Derrick Rose officially free agent, so I'll let the rumor mill go. With him, he's going to go to the Bulls or the Suns. Let's see where it happens there. Nasri signed a 3 or $42 million test for the T-Wolves. They have three centers, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Nasri locked up for a while. I don't get that. Dewana Bonner, now it's the ninth most points with 64-54. Congratulations to her. Alyssa Thomas, earlier in the week, got her fourth triple-double, the most ever, and now she got her fifth. More on that. Belai Kalabi, who we mounts, got swapped with the Pacers and Wizards picks, he's going to wear number zero. The Mercury fired head coach Vanessa Nagar and an interim Nikki Blue. The season just started like a month ago. That's really, really quick to fire a, a head coach. And it really should have been they should have just kept their head coach that they had before, that they had all the success with Brittany Griner and Joanna Tarasi. Like, that's where I don't understand it. They could have just definitely kept their head coach. Yeah, Sandy Bernadillo was their head coach, and they could have just kept her. So I don't understand why they let her go if they're going to just fire her. As I said, let her go and then fire the head coach they just hired. Suns are holding a workout for 
veteran minimum players like Jabari Parker and Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson was pretty good for the Lakers in Utah recently, so I understand that. Jabari Parker hasn't played in a while. That makes no sense. Another NBA trade was that John Collins was traded to the Jazz for Rudy Gay in a second-round pick. Jazz didn't want to pay Rudy Gay's contract, and they get a nice young player in John Collins to play alongside Cody Kessler, Colin Sexton, and all-star Lori Marketing. Atlanta's been trying to trade this guy for a while, and I can understand that, but you know how many young players this team has traded? Kevin you know, Hoyter's been traded. They traded Cam Reddish. Like, how many times is Atlanta going to trade a nice young player, and then what are they going to still have left? Just Trey Young on the team? Like, I, I don't understand that. Dick Grady said he's going to wear number one. Again, that's kind of weird. Anthony Pritz re-signed with the Liberty, and, and Alyssa Thompson and Asia Wilson won Players of the Week. And I uh, mentioned Alyssa Thompson. Never in the WNBA history has there been back-to-back triple-double. It was the third in, her, in, the, in the season, her third this season, the most ever. Have it three in one season and the most of all time with five. That's pretty cool. And Greg List is my favorite WNBA player. Brianna Stewart has 4,000 points, the fastest ever to get there. And um, Oladipo has officially announced he's become a free agent. And Dante DiVincenzo has become a free agent. That's going to be cool. And there's going to be no FIFA for Wembyama. He wants to focus on the Spurs. And Jared Vendelman's option was exercised by the Lakers, which make a lot of sense because he's a young player. And uh, I don't know why Oladipo became a free agent because he hasn't been healthy. And if I were him, excuse me, he did opt into his to his last year. I obviously can't read. So that makes sense because he hasn't been healthy. But Dante Vivascenzo, they're going to the... The, the Warriors have to make a, a lot of choices if they're going to re-sign Draymond to whatever he wants. Clay Thompson has one year left on his deal. They're going to have to figure that out. Baseball news. Elvis Andrus has now played in 2,000 career games. Unfortunately for the Angels, with Anthony Radon injured like he always is, remember they went and got Brennan Jury, and they went and got Giovanni Urshela. Well, Urshela is out for the year with a pelvic fracture. And they don't think he's going to come back. So I'm sorry for Jim Farcelli. He's a nice, good player. Just they can't get it right. Dallas Keuchel's officially signed a deal with the Twins. The Twins are that desperate to sign a guy who hasn't pitched in a while and hasn't been good. And Acuna and Otani are officially going to be all-star starters in the MLB because they had the most votes. And YouTube TV has dropped another baseball channel. They dropped SNY. So those Mets fans won't be able to watch the games. The Mets and Phillies, though, speaking of the Mets, are going to be in the London games next year in June, so that's going to be cool. And also, Julio Rodriguez announced he's going to be in the home run derby because it's in Seattle. The Reds officially cut Will Meyer. And the Angels acquired Eduardo Escobar for Coleman Crew London, uh, Coleman Crow and Cumberland Martru, two minor league players, as he'll fill into some third base role if Brandon Drury doesn't. And uh, John Singleton is a back on a minor league deal with the Astros after his brief tenure with the Brewers in the major league level, but in the minor league. So that's cool. He's going back to the team that signed him to that huge tenure deal that never really worked out. So that's interesting. He's back with them. Joe Judge, excuse me, Aaron Judge, still has a torn ligament in his toe from that injury with the Dodgers outfield wall, so they don't know when he's coming back. Angels scored 25 runs in a game, which is a franchise record, but still lost that series. And speaking of the Angels when they're playing the Rockies, that series, they also picked up Mike Moustakis. So I don't know if he's going to be playing a lot of third base because they really, like Jared Walsh has kind of fallen off a cliff. And I saw him play Hunter Renfro first base once, which is pretty stupid. He's a gold glove caliber outfielder. 
and we all know Taylor Ward's a flipping catcher. Play Taylor Ward at first base and let Hunter Renfro be the go-go caliber outfielder he is and play like the like the Mickey Moniak or Joe Adele in left field. But Moustakas will probably get some at-bats at first base, if not third base. And they traded him for Connor Van Skoivik. And Freddie Freeman Allen's 2,000 career hits. Congratulations to him. Atlanta got the 50 wins. Congratulations to them. Ortiz supposedly lost a $10,000 necklace in a sewer drain in London. I don't know what this guy's doing. Luis Robert and, and Adela Cruz won Players of the Week. Congratulations to LSU's men's college baseball team as they won the championship. Stephen Cohn's announcing going to have a press conference before today's Mets game. Because the Mets are spending a lot of money like the Padres and the Dodgers, and they're underwhelming. So it makes sense. Sean Green is signed a mind deal with the Cubs because the Cubs' bullpen has been a mess. Wilson Ramos, who hasn't played a bit in, in the majors but some minor leagues recently, has signed a deal with the Long Island Ducks of Independent Baseball. Bad news for Matt Boyd, who was coming, working his way back from injury last year when he signed with the Giants and then was a reliever at the Mariners and then went back home to Detroit. He's going to have Tommy John surgery, so he's going to be out, obviously, for the rest of this year, and I don't know if he'll pitch at any point next year for a team, so that's just sad news for him. J.D. Martinez hit two home runs in yesterday's game to get to 300 career home runs. The reason he's probably not getting to 500 career home runs is because he's a uh, you know career minor league or journeyman who bounced around before he became an everyday regular player with Detroit and Arizona and stuff like that because we all know he started out with Houston. And Dilson Lamette, who the Padres gave up on, who then the Rockies gave up on, signed a minor deal with the Red Sox. The Red Sox already put Nick Pavetta, who I thought should be in the rotation, and veteran Corey Kluber in the bullpen. I don't know what Whitlock and how those guys have been starters and relievers for the Red Sox. And with Chris Sale's injury, they're like, we need somebody. So they signed him. Lindor now has 200 career home runs. Correlations to him. And Kevin Galsman has 1,500 career strikeouts. Other baseball news. The Nationals Orioles settled, settled their uh, mass and rights issue on the 2012 to 2016. It's after the New York court ruled in favor of the team. Yeah, excuse me like in favor of the Nationals and MLB as part of a long battle with the O's because they were fighting over rights, so the Nationals won that, MLB won that. Is that the uh, the network is still going to pay out a little less than $100 million each franchise and all this other stuff, so that got settled. And De La Cruz versus A.J. Smith-Shavert will be, was the MLB's first ever pitcher-hitter matchup with a pitcher born 2002 or later. And the A's application MLB, they're for relocation has officially been put in so that's the official update there the pirates announced their city connect jerseys where it's like a yellow jersey with some like weird honeycomb style on the top with a black patch with the pirates logo on the side with the same honeycomb looking style on that yellow hat with a black p and the blue brim where it's got pgh listed across it's not bad what i will say is this mccutcheon looks great in it is that they're actually yellow and black or like golden black, unlike the other team City Connect jerseys that have not have, you know, actual like team colors. And their pants are like black with some yellow trim and their numbers on there. So that's not bad. They actually got the actual color scheme there. And Byron Buxton hit two home runs the other day, become the first player since 2015 to hit multiple 460 plus home runs in the same game. De La Cruz became the first Reds player to hit for the cycle since Eric Davis in 1889, 1989, excuse me, as a rookie. That's pretty impressive for this guy. While unimpressive for the Nationals, they have not swept any of their last 90 series. 90 series. This is the longest streak of a series without an MLB sweep 
So playing the 89 straight series without a sweep by the Philadelphia Athletics. We're talking about the A's that when they were in Philadelphia, after talking about the fact that they're going to move to Las Vegas. If you're on that, if you're on that streak, that is just horrible territory to be in as a baseball team. And they announced the uh, Futures game rosters to check that out. One of the things that stood out to me was that there is an outfielder named, excuse me, not an outfielder, yes. There's an infielder, excuse me, named Jackson Holiday, And I'm thinking like myself, like, is Jackson Holiday related to Matt Holiday? And that's what I looked it up. So that's what sticks out is that Matt Holiday already the son who's going to be in the Futures game. That is just like, wow. Like, I can't believe that. And like in the National League, nothing really sticks out except for the Cubs. It's got Pete Crow Armstrong. That guy's been a... Talked about a lot as a player in general. And, uh, yeah, so check out the MLB Futures game. is one of the things they play before they do the Celebrity game and all the other stuff. And speaking of the Pirates, with 10 total bases, home run and a third and a triple, Nick Gonzalez is the fifth Pirates player since 47 to record seven-plus total bases in a game with his first four career games and the first since 2004. Before I get to quick entertainment news, breaking news is Isaiah Rogers has been issued a season-long suspension for gambling. Other players will receive season-long suspensions in general. It's that he bet on his team, and he bet on his team in his own facility. That's where how dumb you can be to be that type of person. While the NFL Player Association Board of Representatives sought to Lloyd Hollis, their new executive director, and he will succeed uh, you know, DeMora Smith in 2024. And Tennessee State will become the first HBCU school to offer college hockey. They will partner with the NHL, NHL Player to, you know, Association, and the National Predators in order to make this all happen, which is pretty cool to have actual hockey in college. Like, you got to support that. Now, CW News. They have pulled the show Barons from their lineup. I haven't watched a single episode. I don't know what's happening there. SNL's 50th anniversary, they said they're going to be an extravaganza at Radio City Hall. That would be pretty cool. The show that Retta was supposed to be on at NBC is not going to happen, and they're shopping it. So, I'm sorry for her, but you had the show Good Girls, and you had Parks and Rex. I think you're pretty set there. Don Lee, the, you know, the, the movie star of action films in Asia, like Jason Statham and, you know, The Rock have been action stars. He, he's going to be in the movie Hell Drivers. E1 has laid off 20% of their staff before their uh, sale, and the game show The Wheel was canceled at NBC, a game show I never watched. The Price is Right is officially ending. Drew Carey, I wonder what he's going to do, if he's going to go back to whose line is it anyway, but it's been a long run for the show with Bob Barker on to Drew Carey. Never would have thought he would have gone into game show hosting. Bad Bunny's El you know, Murado's you know, spinoff of Spider-Man is officially not happening as of now. It's not happening, so it sucks to be him. Melissa McBride is officially going to be in the Walking Dead spinoff. Luke Wilson and Greg Kinnear, among others, are going to be in You Gotta Believe. So that's cool to get Luke Wilson's next project after Stargirl. Olivia Coleman and Antonio Banderas are going to be some of the people that are added to Paddington 3, which is cool. Magnum P.I., where they announced when NBC revived it after CBS canceled it, was given a two-part renewal. So they show part one now, and they're going to show part two later. After that part two, it's going to be officially canceled. I don't know if ABC, Fox... Or streaming or cable is going to pick it up. But hey, you got Revive 1, so that's good enough for everyone. Rob Ninkovich was let go from ESPN. 
one of the latest things to be fired. And I forgot to mention this uh, voice news that uh, this Dawn and like you know Shay will be a co-coaching on the Voice. I never heard of them. There's gonna be a James Gunn DC show about the Rose Gallery of Flash villains like Mirror Master and you know Heat Wave and Killer and you know uh, you know Captain Cold and all this other stuff. That'd be cool to see because some of those characters were briefly portrayed on Arrowverse and some were really heavily portrayed, so that's going to be cool there. Fans of Star Trek Prodigy has been canceled at Paramount after they did start making a second season. It will be shopped elsewhere. Sorry for Star Trek fans. Olivia Lang and... Uh, it's going to be in this thing called Paper Flower. For those who don't know who she is, she was on the show Kung Fu, you know, where I was not a fan of the show and I thought that it would be would be totally um, canceled after one season, but then it got canceled again. That is something where she's going to be a part of that. And this other guy that I know of is going to be in there, Karan, dude, Karan Say, he's a funny guy, he's going to be in there. Idris Elba and Olivia Coleman are going to be seeing the beauty queen of Jerusalem along with Woody Harrelson, Elizabeth Bank and Nathan Fellinger being in skincare, David Corsament, who I've never heard of, is officially cast as Superman in that new Superman movie, and Rachel Brosnan is going to be Lois Lane, no problem with them. You know, don't know much about him, but that's better than hiring an actor you've heard of. Like when people were like upset about Robert Patterson becoming Batman, people were so upset about that because they knew him from Twilight and a bunch of other movies. And they're like, how dare you do that? Hire someone that not many people know about unless you're a super movie fanatic and see how it goes. And maybe he becomes a really, really good Superman. Rachel Brosnan, and we've known her for years, and they're kind of following the the model of the uh, Marvel where where you know we had all these famous women where you know you know we had Gwyneth Paltrow and Iron Man and you know Doctor Strange's you know love interest is pretty famous and obviously we all know Natalie Portman is famous for Thor's love interest and all of this other stuff, you know. Yeah, so that's where I'm getting at. It's like, we got all these famous people that have been the love interest in these movies. Haley Atchall wasn't as famous as others, but you had a lot of these famous women in these movies being like the love interest of all these characters and stuff like that. As said with Thor... Captain America, Doctor Strange, and obviously Iron Man. You know, Zendaya is pretty famous from her younger days before being Spider-Man's love interest in the new Spider-Man movies. You know, obviously having Emma Stone with the Amazing Spider-Man. So it's been done before that they've had these famous women be the girlfriends or love interests or wives of these characters in these Marvel movies, you know. Like, Jennifer Garner was a love interest in the Daredevil first movie with, obviously, with Ben Affleck. So they've done this before. Scarlett Johansson is a pretty famous actress, but she's actually a superhero. But we're just saying, you get these famous people. And obviously, we people know this Rachel Bronson woman. 
because of the show The Marvelous Miss Maisel, and she was in House of Cards, and they said she was in Manhattan, and she was in a lot of movies as well, like Patriot's Day and Finest Hour, and she's been in Broadway as well, so like, I'm not knocking it, I'm not be like, oh my god, we can't have this person, and the funny thing is, is that she played a famous Jewish person, but she's not actually Jewish, so that's the funny thing. But so I'm okay with it that they want to hire an actress who's been critically acclaimed in many television shows and movies and want her to be Lois Lane. That's 100% fine by me. Ryan Seacrest, after we announced last week that Wheel of Fortune is going to be ending and Vanna White's probably not going to come back because they're not going to pay her enough, that Ryan Seacrest, after leaving... Live with Kelly and Ryan, you know, is going to be hosting the show. I don't have a problem with that. I'm just hoping that Pat Sajak will at least record the Celebrity Wheel of Fortunes if they're, if ABC is going to continue with that, because that's always fun to watch celebrities try to play Wheel of Fortune. But that'll be interesting. Sean Ashmore is going to be in this thing called It Reads, so that's good for him. He's trying to be Ashmore twin. John Leguizamo does, you know, does a, you know, something with like America, does America, which is new for season two. Huge fan of him. Glad he's doing that. Morgan Freeman and Ukai Amjari, I always pronounce his name wrong, of Ghost and Pitch Perfect, is going to be in Miss Dear Friendzo. My, excuse me, My Dear Friendzo, which is cool. And Eric Roberts is going to be in this down below. But yeah, biggest news more is that they count, they, they cast Superman and Lois Lane, and we'll see where that goes into the future. Rest in peace to everyone who passed away. And as always, you can get my podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, on the radar, which is also a YouTube channel, movie reviews, baseball observations. Also, on the radar, entertainment blog. It's the Facebook page. On the radar, media.com is the website. Follow me at Twitter, Radar4428, or on Blogger, Snapchat, and Instagram is the same handle. TikTok is on the radar, media.com. And um, as always, again, we talk about local national sports and pop culture. Please hit subscribe on YouTube to get to 100. Subscribe on specifically Spotify so I can get 100 on there. This is episode 198 for On the Radar. I'm Radar. See you guys next time.